Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the AG Podcast. I'm your host today, the Ash Cohen 09, and joining me on today's episode is, of course, as always, Jaminator. Good evening, pal. Hey, mate. How you doing? You okay? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Good. Yeah, not too bad. Thank you very much. All good. Rowing and ready to go. Good, good, good. Uh, joining us also on today's podcast is Sweaty Bananas. Evening, Sweaty. Evening. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good to have you back on um, for another episode. And also joining us on today's episode is Lost Boy. Good evening, Lost. Hi, guys. Nice to be back. Yeah, as always, it's good to, good to have you back. Um, right, I'm just going to run down the agenda for today's episode. So we're going to start off with the Premiership, uh, or Division 1, as I just called it, um, followed by the F1. Um, obviously, that started again this season, uh, this week, and a new season. Uh, we're then going to have a little look at Division 2 and 3. Uh, we're then going to hear from Bertie and the Gulf. Uh, we're then going to have a little look at Division 4, and then to round off the episode, we're going to have a little look at a fixture of the week. So we've all picked a fixture. Uh, from match day five and uh, we will sort of go into those and uh, have a little look at what we think is a standout so uh, let's start with division one then uh, so Buncey uh, is currently top of the league um, on 12 points Berger and Ben AJ Cooper occupy second and third also on 12 points the same record I'll just add to that as well so three players all on the same record uh, Sweaty yourself you're in fourth uh, Sean's in fifth Brian in sixth Aaron in seventh Shelbourne in eighth at the moment and then Morris and Sofa down in the relegation spot so uh, Sweaty I'm going to start with you obviously uh, played six one three drawn one lost two mixed record so far how would you uh, how would you say it's been to start your season off um, I think it's been a lot better than last season. Last season was a bit of a write-off for me, and I just about stayed up. In terms of my record, it's, it's all right. It's not as good as it should be, but I have played Berger, Brian, and Ben A.J. Cooper. So I've played, as you could say from the table, people that are quite towards the top, so they've done well themselves. The top three, yeah. Yeah, and Brian's got a game in hand on everyone, but that's against Aaron, who... That could go either way. But I feel like I played Brian at the right time because he's told me that he hasn't played much FIFA recently. So to play last season, I only managed one point. is a massive bonus. Yeah, I mean, oh, oh, quickly on uh, Aaron, he's just in seventh. I mean, obviously, this is early, early doors. So, um, you know, there's, there's not really much you can read into it. Um, does have that game in hand, as you say, with Brian. Um, you'd expect him to put a shoot up that division, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, although he has been struggling recently, he has said a few times in the shout box that he's been struggling, so it could be a difficult one. But he did just win the league, so you'd expect him to do well again. Yeah, I mean, Jam, looking at those sort of bottom three, bottom four, um, you know, Sofa struggling this season massively. I mean, he's only won one game, and he's also got taken a bit of a battering in terms of goal difference. Minus 13. Um, Shelbourne's not hit the ground running this season either. Um, you know, he's played he's played six, one, two, lost four. He's also got a minus eight goal difference. Um, but then he is only, what, two, three points, um, you know, from the sort of middle of the pack in the middle of the division. Um, looking at the players in that league, those bottom three, uh, do you expect any of them to push up? Yeah, I do. I think... I think, um, I think Morris is having a bad time at the minute. I think he's definitely better than um, than his his form would suggest. Um, and I think we had a bit of a laugh in the party after F1 that uh, he just seems to be losing everything at the minute. Um, but I, I do I do think he'll definitely get better. I think that <clears throat> when you look at Shelbourne and Sofa, um, especially Shelbourne, um, I, I thought he 
out of the for no fault of his own I think it more so that it's such a strong division I thought he maybe would struggle this season so it doesn't really surprise me to see him down there um again I know I would struggle if I was up there this season so that's again no fault of his own at all um so far as a shock the, the you know you play the amount of FIFA that Sofa does you'd expect him to do better. Whenever I play him, I know that he's um, he's he seems to do well. I think this season we've obviously seen a slight increase in terms of ratings going into teams, only ever slightly. But I think it is already starting to make a difference. The better players, the more tailored players you get, rather than these raw starter squads that you see when we first have a kickoff of a division. Um, the the better players do tend to mould the the teams better to sort of their will. And I think you see that with the likes of Berger and Bunsey. Um, if you just have a little flick through the, some of the transfers they've done out of curiosity, you see that it's very much Berger and Bunsey type players, if, if that makes sense. Um, you, you know, your Shelbourne and your Sofa, they go for... Shelbourne very much picks people that are doing well in real life, as opposed to who are good in the game. Sofa picks people who he likes and that are Austrian and that have got t- uh, ties with yeah. Austria-Vienna and things like that. So... Um, I think that, uh, again, I think that's why you're starting to see, compared to last season, Sweaty made a good point. Last season, uh, Div 1 was a lot more compact. Um, You know, we looked at it and we sort of thought, actually, do you know what, that wouldn't have been the worst season to be in Div 1. But this season, you're starting to see it stretch out a bit more and you can see that by the sort of runaway pack towards the top um one person i wanted to sort of shout out and say well done to was sean you know i i sort of said on the prediction pod i didn't think he'd do very well this season again purely because you look at the quality in that division but he seems to again just be steady away doesn't he and and, and keep yeah. in that sort of middle spot I mean, he's, he's doing really well yeah i mean just looking at your stats you know one two drawn two lost two uh, scored 18 goals, conceded 18 goals. Um, <laughs> middle, literally middle of the road. In that's it. As well. It's perfect. Yeah, I mean, th- that's it. Um, I mean, Lost Boy, uh, looking at that division, um, obviously, you know, some of the names that you do expect to see up there, obviously, Berger, you know how good Berger is. Um, you know, Can ben we a- not admit that too much, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll keep that to a minimum. Um Obviously, you know, Ben's doing well this season. Um, Buncey. Now, Buncey's an interesting one for me personally because I, I've always thought that Buncey, you know, is is a Division 1 player. I, I've sort of always had him, though, as a mid-division, you know, sort of the middle of that pack, maybe towards the bottom. So to see him at the top, I mean, maybe I'm just being a bit um, bit harsh and I haven't played him enough, really. But, um, you know, we had a good game the other night in the CC um, so you can very much see why he sort of is up there towards the top. Um, but is I would have had him maybe middle um, at the start of the season. Um, what would you what would you take um, uh, early on in this division? Uh, Bunty absolutely tore me apart in the league cup recently, but that like there's three or four divisions between us. But he was playing very very well. There was like nothing you could do. So he doesn't surprise me, like you said yourself. He's a he's a very good, solid, consistent FIFA player. Like consistency is something we always mention. I think it's the biggest thing, especially at this league, this level. Is like like Berger always goes on about. You're picking up four points at a time. You're gonna you're gonna cause people problems. Absolutely. Like splitting yeah. results, getting three points and losing three. It's not really any good for you. So the the table looks pretty as you'd expect it. So like you said, maybe. Aaron and Brian could make an, a chance to go further up. I've not really played Morris that often, so I can't really say. But I'm not surprised. Sofa is struggling. He's very good, but I feel like Sofa, like he plays one way, and if someone, if you figure that out early in the game, you can beat him. 
like you said, and he does restrict himself with the players that he chooses. Other people's squads seem to evolve a lot quicker than his because of the like self-imposed restrictions he's put on. Similar so, to Raz, sort of thing. Yeah, it's like, and I get it. Like I've seen a few people. I think it was sweaty when you first joined. You mentioned about trying to buy lots of Liverpool players. Yeah. It just it just doesn't work yeah. on this like yeah. with this format because especially with the bigger teams like your Liverpool, you can probably pick like six or seven Liverpool players before you like losing ratings because we're so low down. So you've got to be a lot more open to like or a lot cleverer in your transfer deal on the field, especially when we have a reset, less players, more unknowns. So I think that's that's why I'm yeah, not surprised Sofa's struggled. But the rest of it's like I think you'll get changes a couple of positions here and there. Maybe Aaron O'Brien could make a big shoot, but I don't see a lot of changes really. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. I mean, just before quickly we move on to the next division, I mean, Sweaty, your next two games, you've got uh, Buncey in the match that it's just been released, um, and then you have got Sean in your next uh, game. Um, how are you feeling going into those two? Um, I think any game in this division is going to be tough, but uh, the other day I played Buncey in the Cup, and I beat him fairly comfortably, but it was a game where we had both qualified out the group, so it didn't really mean too much. But last season, I think I lost both games against him. And against Sean, I only won one out of two. So it's going to be tough again. But hopefully I can get something out of those games to slowly move up the table. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Right, we're going to move on now. We're going to move on to Division 2. So again, I'll just run down from top to bottom. So uh, I occupy first spot at the moment on 13 points. Plunkett in second, uh, followed by Bertie. Uh, Mark the Sharp, Paul Lowe's and yourself, Jam, in those middle spots. Uh, and then Wince is in the relegation playoff. Uh, or, yeah, relegation in this playoff. And then Joe and Storm currently in the bottom two. So, Jam, I'm going to start with you. And uh, Bertie told me to uh, ask you what happened the other night. Because I've uh, <laughs> I've heard it was an interesting one. Oh, is so that let... is that sorry, Bert, Bert Mourinho? Is that the, <laughs> let's the, the, the let's, start, let's start with that. Honest to God, I mean, I just yeah, it's um it's a it's a funny one because um I've had a really indifferent start to the season um uh, as as I would sort of say I mean playing um playing Plunkett I took four points off him um conceded a, a sort of a, a, a 90 something minute equalizer to what is commonly known as a Harry goal. So, you know, sort of a bit of a shitty deflection. Um, obviously, it lost heavily to you in one of the games uh, as well. Oh, both the games. Sorry, you beat me in both, didn't you? But one was a bit closer than the other. Um, and yeah, Bertie, like I say again, I beat him 2 1 in the first game. Arguably, that was the one that could have been a draw um, out of the two. And then that second game, I was I, honestly, I was all over him. I just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net, and he somehow managed to win three-one. Um, I think I had thirteen shots and, and only scored one goal. So, I mean, yeah, it just begs belief. Really, my problem has been putting the. Even though my my defending's been pretty poor, my main problem is putting the ball in the back of the net uh, this season. I'm really struggling with that, um, which again, a lot of people are. And I think one of the biggest problems is, you know, you look at uh, Aaron put a really good striker on the market the other day, um, and straight away Shelbourne. Uh, Oh, sorry, <laughs> so I will just turn that off speakerphone. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. You, know what, you sorted, yeah? That's yeah, right. Yeah, all good. Um, you, you know, you, you look at um, 
Aaron, Aaron obviously put a really good striker on the market, good pace, good finishing, good ability, good potential. Straight away, Shelbourne's in there with a high cash bid. I'm PMing PM Aaron. Probably he's getting about six, seven PMs within that first hour mm. because there's just not the quality out there at the minute. Um, and I think that until we get maybe a few higher players coming in on the more regular, people don't want to give up their players. You know, whenever you say to someone, oh, are you going to keep hold of them then? They say, yeah, 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 I'm not going to get rid because what can I spend the cash on? Mm. Um when I was the, the richest on the site about two, three weeks ago, I bid uh, 100 million <clears throat> for um, Addy Amy that Burger's got. And, you know, he said he was like, at that time, at that particular time, I had quite a bit more money than anybody else. He was like, yeah, I, you know, I would take it, but who am I going to buy? Mm. So I'm going to have to keep hold. And again, I don't blame these people. But unless you get a bit lucky in terms of raffles and things, you, you are struggling to make with a high rate of players. So, yeah. To sort of not beat around the bush, I need to get better at finishing. Uh, defending, I'm actually not too bad, even though I've got a minus five, minus five goal difference. That's mainly because I can't put the ball in the back of the net at the other end, which is the, the problem. But Bertie's a, a cheating Irish bastard. That's what <laughs> <laughs> Just to finish that off. It was a long way to go. Um, I mean, Sweaty, looking at the sort of bottom uh, three of those table, uh, Wince, Joe and Storm. Obviously, Joe came down uh, last season from the, uh, the top division. Um, are you surprised to see those three at the bottom? Um, I think with this division, because there's um, nine people, it's difficult because someone's always missing a match because mm. there's not enough people. So obviously, Wince is there, but he's only played two games. And I think if he wins all of those, he could go top. top. So I'd, I'm, I'm, so I'm not surprised that he's there because he's got the games in hand. With Joe, I did predict before the season started that he'd go down again because he's just not getting <laughs> on with the game. So I'm not surprised to see him there. And... Um, Storm's played four, lost all four. I've never played him before, but I know I've heard a lot of things about the way he plays, and I just I don't know. I don't I don't think it's cutting it in this division because he just he's only scored four goals in four matches, so you can't really stay up if you're only averaging a goal a game. Yeah. So I'm not surprised with that. Um, no, I mean uh, the bottom two, Joe and Storm, I think will be the bottom two that stay there. I can't see them pushing out of those sort of uh, bottom two spots. Um, I mean, uh, Lost Boy, um, obviously looking towards the top. Uh, you know, Plunkett, myself, Bertie. Um, you know, Mark the Shark is also uh, up there and around, although he has played a few games uh, more. Um, would you expect him, Mark and Paul, to be pushing into those top three, or do you think the sort of top three that are there at the moment are? Um, who you would have had up at the start of the season? Um, yourself and Plunkett, yeah. I think that's pretty... A lot of people were predicting that. Bertie, again, I know it sounds a bit boring, but consistency. Bertie just... He, as Jam's just said, he's difficult to beat. He doesn't like... He doesn't make a lot of mistakes and he, he, he picks up points, which is all that matters, really. So I'm not surprised that he is up there. M- Mark, I, I think this is probably like a season or two too early for Mark. Like, in two seasons' time, when they're, like, higher 70s, maybe mid-70s players, Mark always seems to then hit the ground, like, shoot up the leagues, doesn't he? He likes the higher rate of players. He he gets on better with them. Uh, Paul, I'm a bit surprised about Paul, to be honest. Whenever I've played him, he's... Even, like, his his goal difference there is the one that surprises me, really. He always seems to score quite a lot of goals whenever I see him. Since in the season, so that makes sense. But I think no, there's not a big surprise. Other than like I said, Mark and Mark is probably the one who's going to drop. I think like Paul and Jam may possibly overtake him. I don't think Mark will get relegated just because 
well, Storm looks like he's going to be cast adrift, and he's, he's far too emotional. Storm, the further it gets into the season, <laughs> and he's not picking up points, the worse it's going to get for him, isn't it? Yeah, like he's he's not going to get out of that because he's not. Like I know this is going out to everyone, so this is admitting it. But Storm is not terrible at this game. He, he he's not, but he's, he's all in his head. He's all emotional about it. If it's not going his way, he, he's selling his old team. He's getting down you leave his phone number and sending him pipe bombs or he's he's getting a cob on. He's going mad. <laughs> so and Joe, I think like we said, Joe struggled with the game. I think like I got a decent I think it was a draw or maybe a win out of Joe in the cup. And that like, that was a surprise for me. I know we struggle against Joe. But he's not getting on with the game and it might be a, a Leeds esque slide for Joe. Which he'll eventually fix and get back up, I think. But yeah, Wintz, I don't think you can comment on Wintz after him playing two games when everyone else is on between four and six. So he's I a think bit it's of worth unknown. noting as well. I mean, it is worth noting as well. I mean, Bertie, to be fair, for the amount of stick that I've given him, he has only conceded on average a goal a game. Which, when you look at everybody else, you know, his defensive record is phenomenal. You're top of the league, Ash, but you've conceded mm. 15 goals yeah. in six games. He's played four games and conceded one per game. Yeah. Um, and that's that, again, you're absolutely right, uh, Lost Boy. That's it, it's the consistency. But um, the only thing I know, would again, say to he's... that is that he has only played you and Storm. <laughs> that is also true. That is also true. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> again, it's interesting. It's interesting that obviously we, we yourself there, Lost Boy, saying about people expected Plunkett to be at the top. I would probably disagree with that. I would have thought people would have expected from the threads, me, Ash, Mark, Paul, Joe, even to sort of on the whole to be at the top. So I think Plunkett is doing. I would say he's performing above average or above expectations personally. Um, yeah, last season yeah, but yeah. I feel like Plunkett plays a lot compared to some of the others. Like, I spoke to Joe recently about a, a transfer deal that we won't mention, but he said he wasn't playing a lot. He, like, Sweaty said he's been saying he's not enjoying it. Mm. Whereas Plunkett seems to, like, consistently play the same amount of games. Right. And I think, as we've said in the past, that's a big thing with, like, a new FIFA and new players, isn't it? It's just, it's hammering out games, getting to know, like, which player's left-footed, which player's right-footed, what player can do what. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's it. I mean, Jam, your match, your game that's been released today. You've got Storm, uh, should be yeah. six points. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna say anything, mate, because it <laughs> might not be six points. And I'm just glad that it's that sort of it's that dead yeah. space after the podcast that yeah. there's a chance that by the time the next one rolls round. Mm. If I've lost a storm, it mm. potentially is a bit for too far away to remember. So <laughs> it won't be forgotten. <laughs> I don't think many will let you forget it. No, I, I think look again. I think like you say, everybody in this division, as in division two, three, and four, are, are in that particular division on merit. Storm did quite well last season, especially on the the sort of running. Um, but he started this season really poorly. And again, you're absolutely right. I'll be disappointed if I don't get six points. That's not to say the way I'm playing at the minute. I'm expecting six points. Yes, fair enough. Um, I mean, just quickly on me, obviously I've had a good start to the season. Uh, one four draw, okay, one move lost on. one. Move on. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Twenty-five goals. Yeah, just, as well, Ash. yeah. I mean, uh, most them were against me, though. Yeah, well, uh, five of them came against Joe as well. Five of them came against Mark. Um, you know, there's a couple of games that were really, really good. Um, I mean, my next two games, I've got Wince and uh, Paul Lowe's. Um, so two games there that if we can take a, a good amount of points from would uh, help push on to that sort of top spot. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Um, 
Right, let's move on, and we're going to move uh, away from FIFA for now. Um, we're going to go to F1. Uh, so Joe is going to take it away with this week's segment and a brand new season. So uh, take it away, Joe. Thanks, guys, and thanks for having me back for another F1 roundup. It's been a pretty quiet couple of weeks since we last spoke. We had the conclusion of the season. We had a week off while teams were reallocated for season four. There wasn't a lot of changes, just a little bit of shuffling around. I think we should have some pretty close racing this season. And on Monday night just gone, we had the first race of season four, which was in Australia. We'll take a quick look at what happened. In Division 1, it was back to winning ways for Bunsey. He won the race with the fastest time of 1.25.2. Last year's um, winner and second place struggled a little bit. Golden Beard and Wardy, both in the house. They came fifth and sixth. But it was a second place for Burger Boy, a third place for myself, and a fourth place for Jam, who's now in his back in his Renault. Down to Division 2, it was a win for Big B. This was a quite an interesting race. There was a lot of rain, a lot of tyre changes, a couple of punctures, I believe. And ironically, we had Big B first and Sean C second, who started on 10th and 11th on the grid. Bertie started in pole position, had a bit of a shitter. We had Plunkett in third place, Morris in fourth and Harry in fifth, with a faster slap for It's Only Jeff with a 139.7. Again, that was in the wet, but he is in the Mercedes. Down Division 3, it was a win for Emotional Worm. He's in the McLaren now. He won the race by a couple of seconds from Red Rhinoceros. We have Payne Wells in third place. Amen Raz in fourth, who again has had a bit of a jumping car to the Alfa Romeo. We had Tunnels in fifth place, Gaz in sixth. We had a faster slap for Rye Jones, who did a 130.5. Just taking a quick look at the tables, they'll be very much likely with this race results, obviously, with just one race gone. Got Bunty on 26 points in Division 1, Burger Boy on 18, and myself on 15. Division 2, you've got Big B on 25, Chauncey on 18, and Plunkett on 15. And in Division 3, you've got Worm on 25, Red Rhinoceros on 18, and Payne Wales on 15. Like I said, guys, we're one race into Season 4. We've got 10 races left. There's still time to get involved. Again, it's 2 million Scudo every week. You now get a raffle entry for the raffles at the end of the month. And you don't have to be a league member. So if anyone wants to get involved, get in touch with me. Thanks, guys. And thank you very much for that, Joe. Right, we're going to look now at Division 3. Um, so again, I'll just run from top to bottom. So River is currently in top. Uh, spot on 13 points. Jeff in second, Brian third, uh, Hilly, Raz, Tuggy and Worm in those sort of middle spots with Diodex, uh, Curly Worky and Roy Jones in the bottom three. So none of us occupy this division. Um, so Jam, I'm going to start with you. Riverman, top of the league. Um, yeah, I think River and Jeff, um, you probably would have had maybe as uh, as two of the favourites for this division. Uh, played six, won four, drawn one, lost one. He scored 21 goals. It's not the best record in the league. Uh, Jeff has scored one more goal um, and has only conceded 11, which I think is the uh, second best joint uh, joint best second defence in that league. Um, so it's not been a bad start for him, has it? It's not, no. And I think you've got to look at it. Um, for me, I, I think I did put River and Jeff to be my top two um, in that order as well. I thought Riverman, I said to him uh, Monday night, I think it was, after F1. Uh, we played our cup game and again, he beat me. Um, he and Berger possess the two best squads so far for me as an absolute standout. Maybe Joe could run them a close, a close third, but I think for me, Riverman and, and Berger have the best squads. And Riverman, 
very similar to Berger and Brunsey. He's got those players now that suit his style. Obviously, he got lucky with the um, uh, the auction um, where he got Makuku. Um, he has also got two other very fast forwards and has got some fast, you know, high energetic pace in the middle with CDMs as well. So that sort of four-three-three attack with a, a good press. And a good counter-attack seems to work well for him. And I think he seems to be doing good for it. And I think, again, it was only a matter of time before he, he gets out of that division. I think he's too good for that division. Same with uh, with Jeff. I'm surprised he's not got out of it sooner and, and got back into to Division 2. Um, the, the big standout for me, actually, um, th- there's two. One is uh, is Diadex, uh, who again, you know, he's uh, he's on holiday at the moment, just come back, I think. Um, he is uh, not at the best start of the season, um, you know, to say the least. Probably you know, most goals conceded, but again, would I back him to stay up again this season? I probably would, looking at you know Tuggy and Worm and those around him. Um, and Raz, I mean, Raz has only played four games. He's still got two games left to play to catch up with everybody else. Um, if he wins those two, he goes top of the league, and he's you know got a good, impressive amount of results, including a nine-one win over Bry, um, who you know who currently sits in third place. Hence Bry's goal difference being zero, yet still being in third with three wins, two draws, and a, and a defeat. He obviously had an absolute tonking to Raz. So, yeah, it's quite an interesting division when you look at it. Actually, I think Ash. Yeah, I mean definitely. Um, I mean, uh, lost boy. Um, it, what would you take from from this division so far? You know, River and it's Jeff. Really, obviously, we've sort of said that. It's always the excuse to pick on Jeff <laughs> to take the stage. Yeah, but no, as um, Jam said, Riverman and Jeff probably, and I'd say Bry. If if Bry gets the team that he wants and start, like he he plays the way he plays, them three probably are the best three in that division. Raz and Hilly are very good, but I, I don't think they're as good as them three. Um, but Jeff has, I believe, just lost a big player. Yeah, I believe he yeah, lost financial Co- problems. Yeah, he he can't count. <laughs> um, yeah, so no, 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 no. He, could, he, he can count. He just can't read. Well, that's yeah. the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but so that might that may affect him because, as we said, players are hard to replace at the minute. Even if you've got big money, Berger turned down a hundred million pound for a player at this early stages. That sort of money at this stage should normally be a a guarantee, shouldn't it? So Jeff might struggle if he can't replace him. And Jeff's consistency is always the issue. Whereas I feel like Brian and River are a bit more consistent. So I think the top three is probably what I'd expect. Ry Jones is probably the one that surprises me in this. Mm. But I suppose it depends on what Ry Jones turns up. If you get the Ry Jones who's ready and raring to go, then he mixes it with everyone, really, doesn't he? But you can also get the Ry Jones who is a bit cross-eyed and hasn't held an Xbox controller the white ray around for two days. So, <laughs> but he's the one who probably surprises me. I think you're right with Diadex. He probably will stay up with the fact that he can, I think he can drag Tuggy or Worm into this. Yeah. So I think, like, five up is probably safe... I know it's early on to say that, but barring any massive catastrophes, I'd say five up is safe with probably yeah, and then six to ten of the ones that might change. 
mm. Ryan might have left himself a bit too much to do, even at this stage. Yeah, I mean, Raz is an interesting one for me because obviously he hasn't lost a game. I know he's only played the two games, uh, the four games, sorry. Uh, but he's he scored 18 goals. He's only conceded six. So he's got the best defensive record by far in this division. And I'm just looking at his next two games. He's got Diodex and Emotional Worm. Um, so he's sort of two players down that bottom and could propel him further towards the relegation spots. Um so if Worm can... did take points off Jeff and River, though. This is true. I mean, you know, Worm is one of those players that, on that, on his day, can do very, very well. Um, I mean, I just don't think he'll find any real consistency in order to push to those sort of top three, top four spots. But um, I definitely, he's definitely capable of taking points here and there. I mean, Sweaty, what would you take from this division? Um, it's another tough one. Um, I think the other night River only got one point against Worm and he thought that his promotion chances are gone even though he's still top but um, obviously as Lost Boy said Jeff losing his star striker might affect his gameplay I know when I played him in the cup he was messing around with his tactics so he was trying different tactics and I'm not sure he, he knows what works for him at the moment but he's in a comfortable position just depends what happens with the striker situation I think, yeah, Riverman's too strong for this division and he'll be top two for sure. Um, Raz is an interesting one. He's obviously got the game in hand and um, I think he'll push up. Whether he'll get promotion or not, I'm not sure. But um, I think Hilly will also do well. So he might. So I think the top, as it stands, the top five will be the ones battling for the top three positions. And then I think Worm will stay up. And then the bottom two, I'm not sure about. I don't. Those two have both done a lot of transfers, so I don't know if they know what works for them at the moment. And their results aren't really justifying their decisions in transfers. Like Ry Jones bought a striker for 25 mil, and I think earlier today he listed them back up again. Mm. So you have to ignore Ry Jones' transfer activity. No one will ever understand it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those Curdy and Ry Jones are struggling there. So I think those two will go down, but. There's only 10 people in this division. Lots of games to go, so anything could happen. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's it. It's uh, It really could uh, it really could change drastically, or especially in the middle. I mean, as I said, I don't think the top three, top four will change much. But, um, you know, and Raz. Raz is one to keep an eye on for me. He's a, my dark horse for this division. Yeah, him and Wayne will definitely have something to say in who wins this division. But I don't think it'll be because they win it. If you know what I mean, because yeah. they're both capable of taking points off people in important games, the especially Worm. Every division he's in, he seems to play a part in the title race, even if he doesn't win it. <laughs> like he'll <laughs> take points off like the fellow who's the runaway leader, or he'll like people not get promotion places because he'll draw with Worm, or he's having a good day and he tanks them. He's like he's a lot of people's like kryptonite. This is true. Right. We're going to move away and we're going to move over to the AG Clubhouse and Bertie's going to take it away for this week's uh, latest from the golf tour. So take it away, Bertie. Welcome to the golf section of the podcast. We've had two events since I was on last. First up, week six, we honoured Brilly, who recently took to the boxing ring for charity to raise some money. And we played the Brilly's Boxing Challenge at a course called Horta Luce. This was a very tough course and in the end 
it was one of the lower handicapped golfers, Red Rhinoceros, who emerged victorious. We followed this up with another tough course. We played the European Open at Champs Lumineux. Again, it was the lower handicapped golfers that came to the fore, with yours truly winning for the first time in about 10 seasons. This coming week, we have our major going on. One of our number is from the US. His name is Saucerset, and he asked that we play it at TBC Boston. It's an easier course and one which features on PGA Tour career. Because the courses seem to have had difficulty for everybody, we are guaranteed that for the rest of the season, they'll be easy. Easy scoring, easy greens. So come out and play and enjoy it. Until next time. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that, Bertie. Right, we're going to move on to Division 4. Um, obviously, last year in this division, I'll just run from top to bottom. So, WizFox is currently first. Um, yourself in second. Payne Wiles in third. And then Tunners, Rhino, Satie, Soggy, Harry, Gazgrass and Andy Brill uh, occupy the rest of the table. So, Lost, I'm going to start with you. And WizFox, top of the league. Once, uh, one free, drawn free. Um on 12 points what do you make of that is that a surprise for this division um i don't think it is in the ways like this division is pretty like again everyone can beat everyone what is surprising if you look at wizard's form he he drew with andy obviously we all love andy he's a hero of mine but andy struggles to pick up points no but no he, he doesn't he, he got a point off wiz who was top of the league, and then Wiz beat him, in, and then obviously Wiz was taking points off him. Um, Rhino, Wiz beat Rhino twice, and you would say Rhino was probably one of the stronger players in this division. And then in his next set of results, Wiz just drew one with Gaz, and won, won one from Gaz. Mm. So, like, that, he's probably the only one who's at the top of the league who we haven't gone, no consistency is key. Nothing about them results screams consistency. Yeah, like, even though he's even though I get what you mean, even though he's not lost, you look at the league position of the other people. Rhino's in fifth, Gaz is in ninth, Andy Brill's in tenth. Kind of a bit of a false position, similar to Bertie. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? He's he's picked up points against against someone who maybe psychologically maybe wasn't right in the ninth and tenth in the league. Yeah, it just seems a bit mad that he's like he's like we said for about splitting results is normally the worst thing you can do on here. Yeah. But he is picking up like he's not lost the game, which helps. That form yeah. just is strange for me. But it doesn't surprise me, no. I think in this division, it is literally like anyone can beat anyone. Like Shady is probably the one who surprises me. Like when he played me at the start of the season, he thought it was horrendous. And I'm yeah. the only person he's pulled points off this season. Really, the only person he beat, sorry, he's got a draw as well. But I'm the only person he's really beat, and he's in sixth. Yeah, I mean, Sati's. Yeah, I mean, Sati's not clicked this FIFA, has he? Really? Um, you know, I mean, he's in the past. You know, towards the end of last FIFA, he was doing really, really well. Um, obviously, dropped off massively this uh, this FIFA. Um, you know, maybe you pick up a bit of form until as we get towards the end um, of this FIFA, but um, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Um, Andy Brill, is this a season that he fin- doesn't finish bottom? Jam. Mm, 
I don't know. I honestly don't know because I think Gaz will pick up points, so it depends on what Harry does. Do you see Harry not picking up any more points for the rest of the season? I think he probably will get a draw and a win somewhere. So, and I don't know if Andy can do it. So I think he probably will still finish bottom, but his points is his points title is going up, isn't it? Let's be it honest. Is. He got I think, I think he got a win and a draw last season, and he's already got two win uh, two draws and a win this season. So yeah. He's doing well. He's, um, uh, you know, he's doing well. So, you know, keep it up, mate. Let's let's keep going. Yeah, this <laughs> might be Andy's best season, but sadly, he possibly will still finish tenth, even though he'll have had an amazing season. Yeah, like I, I like Andy. Like obviously, no one gives him any sort of trouble, noise or anything. He, he's a good lad, and he's, mm. he's constantly around. He doesn't really complain. But I think he is going to have probably his best season, and it's going to be in vain, as far yeah. as his league position is concerned. It'll be funny though, wouldn't it? Because it'll almost be like um, he could. You sort of mentioned earlier on, you know, you, he could be sort of like a kingmaker in the sense that the top of the division could be decided by his points. For example, if everybody else starts to pick up wins against him, Wisfox only managed to get two points out of six. So come the end of the season, that could be to Wisfox's detriment. If you and lost, uh, if, sorry, if uh, yourself lost, boy, and Wisfox are at the top of the division come the end. And you've got six points off Andy, and Wiz has only got uh, two. That four points is more than enough to win you the title. Yeah, well, I think I play Andy this week, actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I think this might actually so it yeah. might come to fruition. Yeah. Like, we'd all love it if Harry actually finished bottom, but we're not going to get that, are we, Sandy? <laughs> I don't know. It would be nice. It would it, be nice. Again, but it, it, it's just, yeah, no one's that lucky. <laughs> I think I think for me, Ash, the, the Division 4 itself, it looks very, very different to how I would have said it would have looked in the preview pod. Mm. I think I had Rhino and Soggy, actually, to be my sort of top two, I think, if uh, if memory serves. I would, you know, and potentially yourself lost boy up there as well. I would not have had Wiz Fox. I wouldn't have had um, Sadie down in sixth. I probably wouldn't have had Gazgrass in ninth either because Gazgrass, even though he's late to this FIFA, seemed to start quite well, actually. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely a bit of a sporadic kind of view. I guess that's only sort of fortified by the fact that Andy Brill has only lost one game out of four this season. <laughs> yeah. Um, sweaty, what what would you add um, um, from this division? Andy's game, he's got to play Harry next. And I know Andy's been putting a lot of work with head to head, so he's been getting the FIFA in. Harry, not so much. So I think Andy will get four points at least off Harry. At least, oh. yeah, I have faith in him. He's gonna do it. Well, Harry's I mean, only allowed. Like... Harry's only allowed on for his league games, you see. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you heard it here first. Andy to take four points from Harry. He would go above him. We should uh, stop the league. If that that happens, <laughs> yeah, um, stop the count. I mean, the, the last two that I, I will just mention from this division, um, they always do like a mention on here: Rhino and Payne. Um, who finishes higher out of those two this season, Jam? Um, it's it's difficult. I mean, again, obviously, I'm in the the infamous WhatsApp group. Um, I think that from from talking to the pair of them. Um, Payne has become a little bit disillusioned with it, I think, just in the sense, you know, he's, he's had a, a physical injury. He's, uh, he's laid up with a, uh, an Achilles tendon that's uh, had to be reattached. So um, he's struggling. Yeah, he's struggling at the minute because <laughs> it sounds really silly, doesn't it? But I know like, I'd be the same. He's having to sit up on the sofa further away from the TV and um, 
not on his usual sort of gaming position, which sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? But actually, if you've been there, you know that if you're playing at a different angle and you're trying to play league games or play F1, it's a bloody nightmare. So I do think you have to factor that in. Um, and the fact that uh, Rhino, again, he seems to be quite active in the transfer market as usual. Um he recently acquired a striker, which I think he's already sold on, um, which again, is, it, I think it's more like myself. It's, you want to be involved in doing transfers, but in hindsight, it might be one he comes to a decision he comes to Rue mm. because that Brian Brobby actually was probably one of the best strikers in, the divi- in all the divisions. Um, so similar to the situation with Berger, yeah, you can sell him for a wedge of cash, but what are you actually going to invest in? And you need someone to put on the pitch to score your goals. There's no, there's no like mid-season break, you know. Mm. Um, so if you've not got that player in your team and you're sort of waiting for BFAs to come round, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it, it becomes quite challenging. So if you actually tell me who's going to finish top, I would say Payne just because he's got the better, um, the better score right now. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting one. Uh, just before we move on, uh, loss your next two games, Andy Brill, and. Gas cross. Um Are you taking twelve out of twelve? I'd like to, but I think realistically it's probably going to be more like ten. Ooh, who are you dropping points to? Okay, yeah. I just have this thing. I like Andy is playing well this season. He could. I, I'm not sure I'll actually lose any of the four. But I don't. I'm not sure I'll win all four. I, I can't score a goal to save my life at the minute. That's fair enough. I, I, I can't. It's it's a night. The finishing's a nightmare. I can't find a player that like I like to finish. I've either got a fella up front that's really quick and gets there but can't finish, or a fella I've got that Connolly from Brighton, mm. whose finishing stats are great, but he can't He's get not the there. Yeah, yeah, he can't get there. Whereas that L fella I've got gets there and puts things wide that well, I just I'm unaware how it happens. <laughs> I've started like streaming my games so I can watch them back and try and figure this stuff out. Get this serious this year. Getting your protractor out. Oh, oh yeah. It's a lot of angles. But no, I, I, I don't think I'll get beat, but I don't think I'll get 12 points. That's fair enough. Um, right, we're going to move on and to wrap up the podcast, we're going to have a little look at some match of the weeks. So we have uh, all picked a match. Uh, this can be from across any of the four divisions. Uh, this will be from match day five, which is the next uh, fixture that is out. Um, so, Sweaty, let's start with you. What is your match day five game of the week? Um, the fixture I've gone for is Wince against Plunkett. I think that's going to be a good match because Plunkett's doing well at the moment. He's he's second in the league. And then Wince has only played two games, but we all know he's a good player. On his day, he can beat anyone. I think even Shelbourne said that Wince is the best player on the site. I remember him saying that. So I think that would be a good game. And it, if you think about it, if he... Even though he's got four games in hand, if he beats Plunkett twice, he goes ahead of him. So I think that's quite a key game in the battle for promotion. So I think I think it will end three points each, but I think it'll be a proper close matches. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, Lost boy. Uh, I probably forgot what other people were going to say there, and I've just looked. Like River and Jeff is probably the standout game, but did somebody? Mentioned that already. 
No, I think we're good. I didn't mention that one. No, that's what I thought. So if you look at that, it's a top of the table clash. The, like I know they talk quite a bit to get on, so there's a bit of like personal needle behind that. Jeff just lost his main striker. So yeah, I think that's the most that's the most important game of round five in the league situations is top of the table change to a team. And they're both they're both good players as well. Like Jeff's very frustrating and tries to run circles around you with tricks, whereas River wants to get over the top and attack you. So I think it'll be quite interesting and important for the season. Yeah. Cham? Uh, yeah, for me, Joe versus Storm. Uh, bottom, of the ta- bottom of the table, Division 2 clash. Um, already this early on, if if somebody takes maximum points in that game, it's probably a good night. Confinement. Yeah. yeah, it's probably a good night for the other player. So for me, I think that's the, the key game in all the divisions, but definitely what I'm going to go for. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, for me, I've gone for uh, Buncey versus Aaron. Um it's you know it is it's going to be an interesting one it could propel Buncey towards more uh you know into that top spot and it could confine Aaron a bit further down into the relegation uh or it could be the games that take Aaron back into sort of the middle of the pack even towards the top you know if Aaron wins the both of them he will go uh on 12 points and he'll have two games in hand on uh on Buncey as well um so it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. So for me, that's the standout fixture, Buncey versus Aaron. Right. Uh, we're going to end it there. Um, so thank you. Uh, thank you both very much for coming on. Uh, Lost, you know, uh, thank you for coming on as always. It's uh, It's been a pleasure having you back on. Very much. I appreciate it. It's always, it's always fun. Uh, you know, very much so. And uh, the same goes for you, Sweaty. It was, uh, you know, second time on the podcast. Um, you know, thank you for coming back. Yep, cheers for having me. Yeah, as always, it's a pleasure. And uh, of course, Jam, without you, we wouldn't have the podcast. So uh, thank you for coming well, on, as nice always. Uh, I mean, you, as you, always, for you, the... you, you do all the work, but you know, <laughs> it's uh, it's fine. It's nice of you to say that. Um, yeah, no, again, it's uh, yeah. Thank you very much for these two for for, for coming forward. Obviously, um, and again, you know, insert normal thing we say here. But you know, please do give us a shout if you want to get involved. It'd be great to have some people on. Yeah. If it's my third time, does this mean I get a t-shirt? Like chocolate? <laughs> uh, yeah, match ball, mate. Match ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast pen. Um, yeah brilliant that's it I mean as always if you've not been on for a while or you've not been on before then yeah do just PM either myself or Jam um, and we'd love to have you on Um, right thank you very much for listening and goodbye 